Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. Hello, hello. This is Dana. Welcome to Words That Move Me. I'm so glad you're here uh, for this little wrap-up episode for the past several weeks slash months, question mark, what even is time, I don't know, I have been having a lot of conversations on and off the podcast about longevity, and there is simply so much there that I found it important to melt it all down into a delicious fondue of learning, um, and to put that fondue all in one place, which is my mouth, ha ha ha, that simile turned out really well. Metaphor? That was a metaphor-simile combo, I think. Wow. Find your lane, Dana. Stick with your lane. I'm back. Okay. After talking to friends and family and colleagues and uh, some of my heroes, Bill Prudich, beloved and world-class dance teacher, Julie McDonald, the first ever dance agent in LA, Kim Blank and Alif Sankey, two of the incredible original dancers from Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal video, and also Kim Hale, the queen of your social media feed, guarantee, uh, who is in her third wave of a dance career. Fascinating, fascinating people. After all of that, I have whittled down five neat and tidy lessons learned about longevity. I am so excited to give it to you, but first, uh, we're going to talk about wins, and I've got a really good win today. Actually, wins on wins, basically, today. Today, I am celebrating a trip home to Colorado for my sister's 40th birthday, so that's a win. Number one, my sister is 40 years old, which means in three short years, I will be 40. What the actual heck? Can you even handle it? So my sister's 40th birthday was kind of like my dress rehearsal 40th birthday, and it went very, very well. I loved spending time with my family. My nieces, y'all, are incredible. My mom is incredible. Shout out, Stan. I loved hanging out with you. The family dog, Hugo, can't even talk about him. Can't even talk about him. He's the greatest. Not a, not such a strong walker. He can't decide which side of you he wants to be on. He always crosses at inopportune times. Um, so sometimes there's some tangling, but Hugo, I love you. Um, the real cherry on top of all of this, y'all, is that I actually had a flight delay, a 24-hour flight delay, which meant I wound up able to be present at my niece's last day of school, and there's a big like commencement ceremony, even though nobody's really like graduating from school, really. They're just graduating into the next grade. Uh, my eldest niece is going into fourth grade, and the other one is going into kindergarten, you guys. Oh, man. So there's a big ceremony with singing and plays and presentations, and I was sobbing, full-blown tears, big, big, wet tears, and ugly sobs. Uh, when people were applauding, I thought it was okay to do an ugly sob. Anyways, afterwards, my mom asked me, what is the big deal? <laughs> what is going on with you? Actually, she's not the only one. There was another adult uh, <laughs> there that day that asked me if I was okay. To be honest, I think I'm just a little bit raw right now. 
Uh, but the answer that I gave my mom in that moment was that I was so moved by the effort and the enthusiasm that is required from teachers and parents and family members and full out communities to champion learning. Like it is so important that we all be celebrating learning, that we make it look cool, that we make it sound like fun, that we champion the people who are doing it. Um, I, I was just, it was so cool. Like 100 adults, grown ass people made a great big long hallway leading from the school into a big open field. And we stood with our arms outreached and upwards and towards each other, you know, the way like this. And, and we did that and we hooted and hollered and we gave jazz hands while a single file of little learners ran from school out into the field and emerged into their summer a whole grade older than they were. And they were laughing and playing and I was sobbing. And this feeds so nicely <laughs> into my first of the five lessons learned about longevity. But I haven't forgot about you. It is your turn to celebrate your win. Hit me. What is going well in your world? I'm dying to know. Okay, congratulations. I'm so glad that you're winning. Please keep it up. Keep celebrating yourself and all of your learning and all of your winning. And you're losing too. That's important. Let's be real. Um, okay, here we go. Digging into my top five lessons learned about longevity. Y'all, this is going to be quick and fast and important. So get your little pens and papers and iPhone notes ready. The first of the five lessons, I, I they don't necessarily go in priority order, but I do think this is probably the first one. Longevity is not about doing. I repeat, longevity is not about doing. It's especially not about doing the same thing for an extended period of time. It's about feeling and it's about learning. It's about feeling your feelings, aka processing your actual emotions because your emotions fuel your actions. They can literally propel you into action or they can stop you dead in your tracks. It is important to honor them, all of them, and it is important to know that you are the source of them and therefore their, their leader, if you will. I really do think that emotions deserve our reverence. They deserve our time. So even especially if you are in a hurry, please stop and take time to feel your emotions. If you are in it for the long game, stop and feel it now. Longevity is about feeling. And longevity is about learning. If longevity was about performing, if it was about like accomplishing and having confirmed and having finished a thing, then we would all be done as soon as the audience was gone. As soon as there was no one left to perform for or display to or present to or demonstrate to, we'd be done. And you would stop. So when your journey is fueled by curiosity and interest and actual learning, you grow and you go on growing even when there's no one watching. And I think that's kind of important. I think that's really important actually because we'll continue to grow and we'll continue to learn and evolve and you can always be changing. You will always be changing. So why not also always be learning as you change? Like 
active change. We'll call it learning for now. You'll always be learning and you'll always be feeling always. So that's it. That's number one. Longevity is not about doing. It's about feeling and it's about learning. Nice. As if I even had to go on, but I'm going to go on. Number two, do not ester, uh, do not ester undermate. <laughs> do not underestimate the importance, the power of having examples of what is possible. Almost all of the people that I spoke to talked about or mentioned meeting a person or already having a person in their life that was a further along version uh, in the creative path that they are interested in. And I think I have incredible examples in my life, the Tony Basils, the Anita Manns, the Vincent Pattersons, the Pop and Pete's. They are in their various ways still going and going strong and giving back to the thing that fueled their fire for all those years, which is dance. And I, I th simply think it's so wonderful, especially because I believe dance is for all people and all ages. But in this industry, this entertainment industry, it becomes so often about the young and the sexy. And I simply love having examples of people in my life who are older and less interested in being sexy. Um, I just, or maybe maybe still interested in being sexy. I'm going to be real. Tony Basil has had a couple freestyle rounds that have made me go, okay. <laughs> She's still got it. And we can all be sexy anytime that we want at any age. But I, I simply think the focus on being uh, sexy in terms of selling something, like sexy in the way that sex sells, um, I think a lot of interesting things happen when that is not on the radar. So really important, I think, to uh, remember that there are people out there um, doing interesting things. And if you think that there aren't, it probably means that you aren't looking hard enough or that you're looking in the wrong places. Sometimes you do have to go out there. And I mean, out into the world, not out onto the internet, because a lot of these people are not in those spaces. Um, I think all of the people that I just mentioned are Tony Basil, Pop and Pete, Anita Mann, I'm pretty sure, definitely Vincent Patterson. So I'll be linking to some of my favy faves. Um, but if you are looking for a specific example of something specific you can't find, reach out to me. I may know someone, or if I don't, I know somebody who will give you an example of what is possible. That is so important. Number two. Number three, quite obvious, but a lot of, a lot of people mention this. Uh, <laughs> And that is to simply soften, soften the mind-body relationship. Stop pushing. Stop the white-knuckle grip. Stop telling yourself all the shoulds and shouldn'ts. Um, my favorite words of one of my favorite people, Megan Lawson, says, stop shooting on yourself. And I think that that is extremely important uh, to soften your relationship with yourself, to treat yourself like a friend, to allow yourself to take a freaking break or to take a step off of the uh, straight, long, hard path that you are running your marathon down, find a shady tree to sit under and have a glass of water for the love of God. Um, that really, to me, uh, just, just was un unanimous across the board and everyone I spoke to was like, take pause, take moments for yourself, for your mental health treat yourself well. Treat yourself like you would treat your friend. Um, so that's what I mean when I say soften your mind-body relationship. Treat yourself with care. Be gentle 
take breaks. And sometimes also that means I'm thinking about specifically my conversation with Alif. Sometimes that means going all the way away, all the way away, not for a weekend, <laughs> but for like an extended period of time and see how much can be gleaned from that. Uh, that brings me to very similar related. Uh, where are we now? Four already? Holy smokes. Strengthen your mind-body relationship. So one of the keys to longevity is to soften, and one of them is to strengthen. Of course, knowing when to deploy which is the secret sauce. That's what we learn. That's what we will always be learning and always be having to remember and be learning it until we actually know it. Um, but to strengthen your mind-body relationship, a lot of people talked about cross-training. Kim Blank talked about the Feldenkrais method. Um, I specifically talked a lot about my first encounter with Pilates. I remember feeling like, how could I have been dancing this whole time without this? I feel similarly, similarly about my acting training. How could I have been performing without understanding story and my ability to express emotion, recreate something? I mean, whoa. You all know I've talked about mime a thousand times on the podcast, or if you haven't, I will link to an episode with my mime coach in the show notes. But um, I think taking a tiny little sidestep, I won't even say away from dance, but um, towards a different kind of dance and leaning into mime really enriched my creative life, my performance tools. Um, and I, I would not be the performer I am without having taken that time and investing in a discipline that is surely some ways similar, but very different. I know a lot of people right now getting into editing, getting into filmmaking, getting into writing. Um, and I think that cross-training is important, uh, the physical kind and the less physical kind, the, uh, the more service-based skill sets uh, versus product-based skill sets, product being, in this case, dance. I know I'm getting kind of long-winded here, but cross-training is a great way to ensure you will have the mental and physical capacity to continue. Soften mind-body, strengthen mind-body, know when to do which. That's actually the hard part, and I think you just have to try. Okay, and that brings us to uh, last but certainly not least, my fifth lesson learned about longevity cannot be underlined enough. One of the most obvious things that gets talked about the least when it comes to longevity is this concept. No, not even a concept. It is the actual structure. It is the, the actual significance of unions and collective bargaining. Where would we be? Where would we individuals be? If we all had to start back at one, every time we negotiated a contract, every time we showed up on set, every time we stepped into a rehearsal, we, <laughs> by the blood, sweat, and tears, and trials and tribulations of all the people that came before us, are able to go on. We're able to go further, and we're able to do it with more support. Um, and I just, there's, it's so true what they say, that you may be able to go faster alone, <laughs> but we go further and longer together. So here is my shameless plug, my friend. I am talking to all my choreographers, assistants, associates, co-choreographers, and even movement coaches out there. If you are listening and if you work in the areas of TV, film, commercials, 
music videos, new media, and even tours. Please, please become a member today. The Choreographers Guild is open for membership. We've been open for membership for a little over a month. So if you are working in those areas that I just mentioned and you have more than one professional credit, doesn't even have to be a union credit, um, and or if you have professional representation, if you have an agent for choreography, then you are eligible to be a member of the Choreographers Guild, a founding member of the Choreographers Guild, I'd like to mention. Dues are very, very reasonable, especially in comparison to our friends and colleagues with other guilds like the Writers Guild and the Directors Guild. Uh, and they're based, our dues are based on self-reported income. And for this initial year, we are waiving all initiation dues. So this is a fantastic time to be a part of an organization that is about strength and numbers and is about damn time. Choreographers are 90 years behind directors and writers in our organization as a union. So we definitely have a lot of work to do, but we also have a lot of work right? Like we have a lot of work. Dance has never been more central. Dance has never been more celebrated. This is absolutely the time to be doing this. When you think about it, with all that is changing in our industry today, with the uh, streaming platforms, the strikes, with the use of AI in creating new content, with these outrageous self-tape submission asks and submission asks in general. Again, simply the fact that we're 90 years behind. There there has never been a, t a better time to stand together. More brains, more better. More experience, more better. More, there, there, I just can't think of a way that more people isn't more smarter. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> oh my God, what a quote. Um, so yeah, I, I really believe that being a part of a union and working in a field where there is a strong union presence gives you longevity. And more than that, I think it leaves a legacy. It makes possible for the people that come after you to have longevity as well. What the heck? That's a mic drop moment. That's the importance of unions and collective bargaining. So clearly, as I don my Choreographer's Guild hat, um, that is so wildly important to me. This simple thought that we can go further and longer together. That is longevity, my friends. Okay. Wow. Let's recap. Five lessons learned about longevity. Number one, longevity is not about doing. It is about taking time to feel and is about continuing to learn. Number two, surround yourself with examples of what is possible decades down the line. And don't just look at them. Don't just look at their work. Engage with it. Engage with them. Talk to them. Holy smokes. Talk to them. Number three, soften your mind-body relationship. Take breaks. Treat yourself like you are someone that you love. <laughs> Number four, strengthen your mind and body connection. Cross-train. Yes, not just the physical, the mental as well. Uh, and number four, stand united with your community, whether that be as a union member or a supporter of one. I'm speaking to you right now from the midst of a Writers Guild strike, and I've gone to pick it a couple times. I cannot tell you how fantastic it feels to stand alongside 
other, my, my creative counterparts who are creating value in the world and simply asking to be compensated for the value that they contribute. We're not asking for the world, y'all. We're asking for fair compensation. This is huge. And this is what I am leaving with you with today, my friends. Um, oh, I also have some exciting news. If you are listening to this episode on the day of its release, tomorrow is Thursday, June 8th. And I am hosting a free to all career coaching call, a little Zoom call, open to anybody, anybody that is interested in navigating their creative clear, clear, <laughs> that's good. Anyone that is interested in navigating their creative career with clarity and confidence, say that 10 times fast. What is up for grabs in terms of what might come up in a coaching call? We talk about money. We talk about confidence. We talk about imposter syndrome. We talk about professional relationships. We talk about making big decisions, um, managing your time. Um, we talk about basically almost, almost anything, actually. There is almost nothing that is off the table in terms of what can be brought up in coaching. Um, I am trained in identifying when your needs would be better filled by someone else's expertise, um, specifically medical for professionals. I know that there is a lot of focus on mental health. I am not a uh, mental health expert or professional, but I do know of several resources that I'm happy to point people to if anything like that comes up in coaching. Um, my area of, of focus primarily is in time and money management, managing your relationships, managing your uh, mind, <laughs> which actually is all of it, my friends. So uh, if you're curious about coaching or what it's like to coach with me, please, please visit wordsthatmoveme.com slash events to register and get the Zoom link. Um, and for future free calls, we'll be uh, all, all of that information will be on wordsthatmoveme.com slash events as well. Okay, I think that's it. Um, come to the free coaching call. Bring a friend. Oh, yes, you got to register. Must register to get the Zoom link. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see your faces, guys. It's getting kind of lonely here in the pod booth. Very excited to be joined by your bright and bubbly selves. I'm going to get out of here at this lonely booth, and I encourage you to do the same. Get out into the world, of course, as always. Leave a review and a rating, and then keep it very, very funky. Thank you, thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie. Logo and brand design by Brie Reitz. And big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. Also, massive thanks to you, the mover who is no stranger to taking action. So go take action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. I will 100% not stop you from visiting wordsthatmoveme.com if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community. Oh, and also, I will not stop you from visiting thedanawilson.com if you're curious about all the things that I do that are not Words That Move Me related. <laughs> all right, my friend, keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon.